Hey everybody, this is Ryan Wolt. Welcome to the Cheers North County podcast where I have a drink with someone interesting. Today I'm virtually having a drink with my guest, Carl Pinkard. He's a partner and financial advisor here in Carlsbad with Aldrich Wealth. I'm going to ask him what individuals should consider doing or not doing with their money during a pandemic and how businesses can prepare for disasters. We also talk about the charitable Carlsbad chapter of the San Diego Foundation and a little bit about golf. This show was recorded May 27th, 2020. But first, some sponsor information. The Coast News has been a leading voice in North County for 33 years. They continue to passionately cover the stories of our communities, of local economy, sports, culture, and politics, and of course the ongoing impacts of the COVID-19 pandemic. If you'd like to support their reporting efforts, please go to thecoastnews.com, and if you're able, click the donate button on the upper left. If you're looking for something to read, check out my new book called Eli and Jane. It's a fiction novella about two people who cross paths while traveling across the country. After they accidentally find each other in the desert, they begin to realize that they are not alone, that things can change, and that they need to decide if their pasts really matter when it comes to their future. Eli and Jane is a modern road trip novella about that time in your life when you begin to question all the decisions you've ever made and the universe steps in to help you reset, re-envision the future, and move forward in the right direction. Personalized copies are available now on onewildlifeco.com, or search for Eli and Jane on Amazon to get a paperback or ebook. Look for links in the show notes. And now it's time for the show. Hey, Carl, you there? I am. How you doing, Ryan? I'm doing good. Nice to meet you. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Nice to meet you as well. Absolutely. I was looking, Google searching you right before this, and I thought, well, that guy's wearing a tie. I'm gonna have to step it up. And all of all of your pictures. It's funny we do that for our headshots, and I, I've been meaning to take the tie off for my updated one, but uh, I can't remember the last time I did wear a tie out, you know, in, in the business standpoint. So, um, so yeah, it's a little outdated. No worries. Uh, any chance you got a beer or something over there to join me in a happy hour? I do. Yeah, I actually uh, cruised over to Virgin, um, which is the closest closest brewery to my house, and picked up some Carlsbad Crush. Awesome. Yeah, they do a great job. I was trying to think of something that could class up the show, so I, I opened a bottle of High West Whiskey, and nice. that's what I'm drinking today. Uh, I was debating on which way, which way to go, but I knew you were the, the Coast News Group's uh, <laughs> brewery writer, so I thought I'd stay there. You can't go wrong with Burgeon. I mean, what they've done in a short time is pretty incredible. Yeah, it really is. It really is. So, um, so... You are a financial planner and a wealth advisor. I don't know that I have enough wealth to really talk about, but what does that mean exactly? And in the middle of a pandemic, what the heck should we do with our money? Yeah, so maybe I'll, I'll start with the what, what do we do? Um, you know, it, this industry, I think for a lot of people is, is there's some uh, mystery behind it because there's a lot of people that call themselves financial advisors or stockbrokers or wealth managers or financial planners. And then by and large, there's, there's a lot of different ways to do the business, but the way we approach it is we basically are a personal advisor to our clients to help them get, make good financial decisions. Um, and it could be, you know, while they're building their wealth, it could be at, the, at a point in time when they're transitioning to retirement, maybe they're a business owner, they want to sell that. Um, and so they need to know, you know, what decisions to make along the way. Part of that's investments, and so we, we use that as a tool to help them um, build some of that wealth. But by and large, for the most part, our clients are building wealth with their own talent. Um, 
and, and some of their skills that they have. And we just help them manage it. So uh, we're not going to go out there and call our clients with the latest and greatest IPO. Um, we're not big risk takers. Uh, we try to make help them make good decisions along the way. So I guess that's that's a good way of, of kind of summing it up for you. And that can really be at any any point in life. Uh, we work with a lot of our clients in their multiple generations. You know, kids getting started just out of school and trying to lay a foundation for them of, of how to, to manage their, their personal finances. And where does that take you now? I mean, how do you advise somebody? It seems like the economy and our investment markets seem to be disjointed to some extent right now. But I know my wife and I, we sat on the couch two months ago and we're looking at our investments that we've had for retirement or IRAs. We started out of college and just said, what are we supposed to do? We have no idea. I mean, is there is there a short-term, long-term answer? Is it something that you guys have, I'm assuming you've talked about, but something that you can say, hey, you know what? Like, don't panic. We've got you. Like, how do you go about that? Yeah, really, it really is going into, I think, what we try to do is build a long-term financial plan for them and, and, and set some long-term goals. Because really, when you look at the financial markets, the stock market in general, if you're going to invest in that, uh, you really need to have that long-term focus. And so by having a plan in place going into this and saying, you know what, I know I don't need to spend this money in the next couple of years. This is for a long-term goal. Then that allows you not to panic and not to try to do something. It is our human nature, though. So, sure. so really becomes a little bit of psychology and trying to help clients get through that and say, you know what, we talked about this. We knew we were going to have another recession at some point. There was going to be another bear market. You know, we went through it in 08 and 09 and prior to that, 01, 02. So, but it's just you try to remind clients because these don't happen as frequent as, as the good times, right? So we forget that, that markets do correct. Now, this time's a little different, I will say. It's, it's hit us all differently. Uh, emotionally, it's difficult. Um, you know, our, our health is potentially at risk. Our jobs are at risk. Um, you know, just the social aspect of connecting with people. So I think it's just unnerving regardless. And so you're going to want to, you know, what can I control? And so maybe I want to make some, some changes in my investments. At the end of the day, that's really not where you get ahead in the stock market. You make those choices ahead of time. Do we have clients being opportunistic right now, you know, late March, uh, when, when it looked like the world was going to end, from a, at least from a stock market perspective? Were some of my clients buying airline stocks, uh, Marriott, Hilton? Uh, they were. And, and that was really, uh, you know, of their own devices. And I, I, I helped guide them through that. But anyway, they were taking risks, but it, it's actually paid out for them. So they've actually seen that rebound, that disjointment that you talked about. Um, you know, the financial markets are forward looking. And so, you know, they're anticipating what's going to happen, happen next. And they had already priced in in March, the recession. They priced in, you know, uh, the unemployment rates that we're seeing. They priced in, you know, the lack of earnings, the, the huge deficit, all of those things. And so from that point forward, all we've gotten to this point is it's kind of better than expected news, right? We, we kind of opened up maybe a little sooner than they expected. So... Um, that's where there's a little bit of that disconnect. How can the jobs numbers come out where they came out? Millions of jobs are losing daily, and yet the stock market doesn't even doesn't even blink an eye. So yeah. there is some disjointment there. Um, but what I would say is, is if you looked at your 401k, your retirement plans back in March, and you didn't do anything then, I wouldn't do anything now. The average bear market is about 18 months. And, and by so, bear market... By bear market, you mean downturn or negative market? 
Yeah, negative market. When it's down 20% is what triggers a bear market. And from that point to when we get to our next bull, which is up 20%, it's usually uh, 18 months is the average on that. So whereas the average bull market when we're in the good times is close to 10 years. Wow. So we can just, you know, lose the password to your investment account or lose the phone number to your advisor and not ask him to do something, then you actually come out ahead. Hey everyone, we'll be right back with Carl. But first... And now, back to the show. It sounds like there's a lot of psychology that goes into it. I want, I, I'm wondering if when you started thinking to yourself about becoming, you're getting into this business, if you thought you'd spend as much time listening to people and listening about their fears and their panics and less time maybe as you thought doing the financial part of it or if that's, I could imagine coming, like calling you. I, I would have been the guy to call you a month ago and been like, I'm freaking out. What do I do? And you would have had to talk me off the ledge, so to speak. But do they yeah. talk about that when you're at the beginning of this? I mean, you've been with Aldrich for quite a while. I believe you're a partner over there. Yeah. So joined joined Aldrich in, in um, 2006. Um, and so I've been there quite some time and it made me a partner back in 2013. But um, yeah, and I, and I really, I got into this industry right out of school. So I went, um, actually had a small Edward Jones account when I was in high school. Uh, was putting money into a Janus mutual fund at the time, experienced the dot-com, you know, burst and, and fully experienced that. But, you know, I, I got into this industry because I was pretty good with, with math, pretty good with people. And I wanted to have an industry where I could own my own business. And I felt like I could be my own advisor and, and have a, a, a client base that I could work off of. Um, but I had no clue, zero clue that the psychology involved in this, because that really, truly is um, a huge component of the job. They don't teach you that in school. Uh, they don't teach you that even through the Certified Financial Planner Program, the CFP program. Um, so so it is it is interesting. And um, I think those advisors that do real well um, in this environment or in this industry are those that have those kinds of people skills that you can have conversations with people and they trust you know, what you're doing for them is in their best interest and kind of get them through these, these time frames. What about outside of work? What do you do? Who, I mean, who's Carl Pinkard and, and what is it that gets you excited when it's not uh, this stuff? This stuff? Um, you know, first and foremost, I've got two beautiful daughters and a beautiful <laughs> wife, so I'm surrounded by lovely ladies. Uh, Maya is 12, Natalie's 9. And, uh, and then my wife, Katie. And so we're here in Carlsbad. We get to really enjoy the local community, the sports that they're doing, the outdoors. Um, so we're, we're chasing them around a lot, although during the last couple of months, we certainly haven't had that. So we've found new ways to connect and, and be together. Myself, personally, uh, I'm in the water as much as I can. So I like to surf in the mornings here in Carlsbad at Terramar whenever I can. That's my form of of exercise. Um, if I'm not doing that, I love to play golf, which again, we're afforded with some really nice golf courses here in Carlsbad and San Diego overall. But that's really, I think for me, just being outdoors whenever we can, which again, we're in a beautiful spot here weather-wise and to be able to do that and then just spending time with, with the family and, and watching them grow. Did you get a chance to watch the match yesterday or this weekend on Sunday? Uh, you know, Tom Brady and uh, Peyton and... Yeah, I didn't get to see that one. I saw the one prior um, that was done. I think it was before. I think it was Ricky Fowler and, and Matt Wolf against Dustin Johnson and Rory. Um, so that was interesting. I, I really wanted to watch the one over the weekend, just having a couple of 
amateur golfers, right? Professional athletes, but amateur golfers to see how they would, would perform under that pressure. But it sounded like it was pretty cool. We were actually out of town. Uh, we got out of Dodge for the weekend, um, went to the desert and did some, some boating at the river. But, uh, so we didn't have a chance to, to see that, but it was pretty fun. I think as a, a Packers fan, seeing Tom Brady yeah. split his pants on television is about as fun as it gets. So, yeah, I did see that. Although didn't he drain one at the very end there? I think he, he put one in from like 150 yards. Yeah, I mean it's it's yeah. just not fair that you can be that good at too too many things. I was reading you're part of the Carlsbad Charitable Foundation. What is that? I live here in Carlsbad as well. Um, I've never heard of it. I mean, how does it work, and and what are you guys doing with with COVID and and just in general? Yeah, no, so the, I just learned of this um, a little over a year ago. My wife and I joined personally. The Carlsbad Charitable Foundation been in existence for about seven years now. It's actually an extension of the San Diego Charitable Foundation. So they allow the local communities to have, I guess for lack of a better term, a, a local chapter. And so the money that you contribute to that benefits local charities here in Carlsbad. So you know that your dollars that you're contributing to that are going to go right back to your community. They have different themes. You can get involved with the grants, you know, the, the grant committee and choosing who those are benefiting. Uh, but it's really kind of cool because you get to meet and talk to the different nonprofits that are doing this. They support local businesses. And a lot of the people I met through that are local business owners that all want to kind of contribute here locally, keep it local. And I said, you know, why, why did I not, you know, I've been here for six years now in Carlsbad and this is the first I've heard of you and I'm pretty active in the business community. So um, I think part of it is just getting the word out for me personally is being a younger professional. I wanted to support the local community that I've grown to love over the last six years and actually been working here now for over 14 years. So it's really, really very cool. And we're staying very active through COVID trying to find um, and support the local chamber and connecting with them on how we can be a resource for businesses that are suffering through this right now. But nonprofits are also suffering. So mm-hmm. I think it's important to try to continue to help when we can. You know, I understand that for a lot of people, there's a lot of uncertainty around their finances and the economy in general. So it's, it's, it's just natural to kind of tighten up the purse strings a little bit until there's more clarity. But uh, we're, we're trying to do what we can with the foundation, but it's a great organization. Yeah, I think the for me at least, and a few people that I've I've spoken with, one thing this pandemic has done is it's given people a lot of time to sort of think about what they prioritize in their life, in their work, in their community, and and I think there's a lot of people kind of wondering, okay, now I've made some of those thoughts, I've gone through that thought process, but now how do I act on that, and and what's the next step, and whether that's financially with someone like you or it's working with a nonprofit, I would think that. My hope for, I think, for everyone coming out of this is that they can look back and say, you know, I had some sort of clarification of something that I believed in. And that can be, I, I think, if, if nothing else, if all you did the rest of the time was sit on the couch and watch TV or work with your kids, I mean, more power to you. But I think that's a, a great way to, to have spent this time. I feel lucky to have had it uh, in some sense. Yeah, no, I think um, there will be some silver linings that come out of this. Um, and like you said, some of those things you mentioned, and just I think for a lot of people, it's, it's kind of allowed us to slow down a little bit. We live in a very fast-paced environment, and always have to be somewhere, uh, it seems like. And so to be able to slow down a bit because you can't go somewhere <laughs> is, is getting you know, the cre- you know, some creativity coming out of that and what you want to do, how you want to spend your time ultimately when it does come back. So 
you know, I think there's, there's some good that comes out of that, but I also think that once this thing does reopen and we get past this particular disease, I have a feeling in a sense that that social aspect that we is, that we thrive on is, is going to come rebounding back um, with a vengeance. And we're really hopeful that a lot of those companies, those businesses, those restaurants, those breweries that have been hurt uh, are going to feel, you know, you know, feel that effect when everybody comes back and wants to get out and, and, and be, um, social again so i'm looking forward to that time when we can get to that place yeah definitely feel that love coming back and uh hopefully we don't jump the gun too fast and and everyone we don't have a rebound but i certainly know certain breweries in town that i've spoken to recently that they're already feeling it. they're already surprised the support they've received through this time if you're one of those businesses how do you go about preparing them for something like this yeah uh, you know, it's hard. This is something I don't think any of us could have prepared for. Uh, a lot of times it's, it's best practices to have, you know, um, a disaster recovery plan or, you know, a backup plan. And I think we, we all had them or most of us had them and you filed them away, but you didn't ever think you had to rely on it in the sense that your office might be closed, your business might be closed. Um, so I think, you know, preparing for this is having those types of things already in place the ability to work remotely for those companies that can do that. Uh, from a cash flow perspective, just having, you know, the rainy day fund, um, you know, there's, there's, there's no better time to test that than now for folks that unfortunately aren't, aren't earning income or business owners that aren't open. And then also, I think just being in touch with your advisors, your professional advisors, whether it's someone like us, um, we're also a CPA firm. And so we've been a huge resource for our clients in trying to get you know, grants and loans, the, the PPP program. And so those that really reached out, uh, we tried to be proactive, but there's just so many people trying to get those, those sources of funding. Those that were really reaching out to their advisors, their bankers, they, they got the funds and they got the help they needed. So I think that was a good lesson for everybody that, you know, really uh, don't go at it alone and uh, build those relationships if you may need to call on. Yeah, we can uh, rely on kind of communal intelligence. You know, I might be yeah, good at one thing and you're good at something else. And so that's, that's a good thing. Well, Carl, I, I appreciate you taking a few minutes um, to spend some time with me today. And I'd say cheers to you. And, and uh, it's great meeting cheers. you. That was a great meeting you, Ryan. And I'm looking forward to doing so in person. Uh, so. Yeah, absolutely. Cheers to Carl for stepping in to help give me some guidance. I know I can't make heads or tails of the money markets even during normal times, much less during a pandemic. Learn more about Carl and Aldrich Wealth at aldrichsadvisors.com. And you can find out about all the good works the San Diego Foundation is doing in your community at sdfoundation.org. This show was recorded, produced, and edited by me, Ryan Wolt, and I'm still learning how to put it together, but I think it's getting better. And I hope you keep listening because the guests have been great and we have some really interesting shows coming up. Be well, stay healthy and sane, and keep living the dream. Cheers, everyone. If you want to support this podcast, please give it a follow wherever you're listening and check out at Cheers North County on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram.